Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, this is the first time I've ever got to speak to your unrequited. Oh, hey, Danielle. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Uh, I'm sorry that what's for whatever's about to happen, <laughs> Danielle. Danielle, nothing's about. I'm intrigued by what's about to happen. <laughs> nothing's about to happen, but the truth, baby. That's it. That's it. I have had the pleasure, and, and of course, I when I first started hanging around Drew, I became aware of you, Seth, and Drew. Your your show on 97X. You guys were a triumvirate, if you will, of talent, and uh, you have remained close friends. And uh, ever every now and again, you make an appearance on Drew Garabo Live, and I, I I think the show is always the better for it. Uh, Thank you. Now, and you work over at ninety seven next still. Uh, did you you did you did you know that song? Kiss them for me. No, I never heard that in my life. God, She's old. only twenty nine. Younger than Seth. God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're younger than Seth. So Seth was after that young stuff, oh, huh? Come on, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, now I understand that you were just on Drew Gar- the what? It's the oh uh, the podcast. It's called uh, oh, Drew Garabo Uncensored. Uncensored. We okay. did a, we did two part episode with Danielle where we discussed uh, us working together and how I had feelings for the her. The love in your pants was so massive that it took two shows. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I told you, Danielle. I'm sorry. <laughs> it took two shows to unzip. Okay, this guy's a poetic pervert. <laughs> All right, Danielle. Uh, catch me, catch me up. I know a little bit. I've heard this talked about here and there. Um, Seth, you Seth was in love with you deeply. Correct? How long? How long were you working together before you were aware that he was in love with you? Let me just say that that makes me very uncomfortable because at the time that all of this happened, whatever conversations we've had before, this is all when he was dating, just starting to date my best friend to this day, oh. one Phoebe Kushner. So oh. in love is it where, like, I never put it that way in my mind. Now, I don't know how long there were feelings before I knew about them. I just know when I became aware of them and that, you know, it, I, I apologize maybe for the, I just had to shut it down very quickly because I was really good friends with Seth, and then I was best friends with Phoebe, and so I knew the dynamics from both sides. I knew, you know, how I would sit with her. She was teaching me like overnights on 97X, and we would like go, <laughs> we would go through his uh, his top eight on my face, and then I remember oh when God. she was bumping out of her top eight, he got really upset about it. So I mean, I knew the intricacies um, of what was happening with their relationship. So. And I also know that Seth is just like a no skulls in his closet kind of guy. Uh, so no, like wait, wait, Danielle, say that again. What type of guy is he? Skeletons. No skeletons okay, in gotcha, his closet gotcha. type of guy. Okay. Sorry, my bad. That's okay. So I feel like he, at that point, knew something was going to start happening with Phoebe. So he just wanted to air everything out and just blow it out of the water, which is what happened. Okay. Okay. Now you don't have anything to apologize for if you were so talented, creative, and hot that he fell in love with you. That's not your bad, right? Listen, it was none of the above. I'm weird and I'm strange and inappropriate and whatever. And I just 
we just we worked very closely together. I mean, you know, when you work on a show with people, you you know them. You know, they know things about you that your family. You just get to this really close relationship, and so we were just all very close. And so I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that this is ha, has ever been addressed. Was there? ever a window of opportunity that you two might have gotten together? Was it that he did not make you aware of his burgeoning pants or passion? No. Or... There was none. Had... There was none because at the time I had a boyfriend and at the time when I had my boyfriend, my husband who I married to now, I was very good friends with him and and I, you know, there just at no point was it just not it was never a possibility. Okay, now does it make you uncomfortable around him knowing that some of those feelings probably still remain buried deep inside of him? I feel very confident saying that none of those feelings exist and I can say that as well as I knew him then, I know him on a different level even better now. And so it doesn't there like there's no part of anything that makes me uncomfortable. That- I don't think for a second that there's feel like there's I know that there's none I have you know I've never been more comfortable in the friendship that I have with him and with Phoebe and so yeah Danielle, we have peeled back layers of Seth Cush that, to me, make it seem like, and it's they're buried down at a safe enough uh, depth that I don't think anybody needs to worry. But this is the nature of an unrequited. Um, you never get closure with it, and and, and that's why no, I, there was closure. There was. Oh, did you slap yeah. him? Did no, you have... she said that we're no. never going to be together, and that was the, all the closure I needed. <laughs> and really, I don't think it was even presented to me in a way that it was so, so that we, I don't think that that's how it was presented. I truly, you know, knowing stuff the way that I do now, knowing stuff the way that I did then, Seth is just a, like, he can't, anytime that Seth has a feeling or um, or an opinion about something, like, he, there's something in him that he has to let you know. It was like that. Oh, boy, I know that. I did with work, it was like that when, you know, if I if, if we were doing something and we weren't seeing eye to eye, you know, those conversations and the way that they're presented have changed 180 degrees, but it's always been that he needed whatever his feelings were, he did not bottle them up, he let them out, and so I think that when he was, um, when he was getting to that point where he knew things were getting serious with Phoebe, he just, um, he just had to clear all of those you know, just had to get all of that out in the open. I don't believe that there were any expectations of anything. I right. think it was simply to clear the table and move on to what was happening with Phoebe. Well, that's that's uh, that's a very honorable trait that he has where he, if he has something, uh, a feeling, he feels the need to express it. I don't think that's a character flaw, and I, I don't think you described it as thus. I'm kind of giving him a compliment here that that was very nice because a lot of people would have allowed an overlap of emotions to actually, you know, to uh, to remain and then ultimately damage the relationship of all parties involved. Right. It just kind of blew. It just was uh, here's everything and then it's out and then we everything just moves on. And that's exactly like literally exactly what happened. Did you know that only six people showed up to his bar mitzvah? No, I didn't know that. Well, only only six friends. <laughs> but, but I could hear the I could hear the sadness in your voice. Oh, but how many friends did your mom invite of hers? Like, how many of your friends were actually invited? <laughs> oh, I well, I invited a lot of my there friends. Was, there Danielle, was a lot of Danielle. You're not going to spin this into something positive. The man got the man's bar mitzvah was a was an epic tragedy. 
Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's sad. No, it's it's definitely okay, Danielle. Mo is making it a bigger deal than it really is. I, Danielle, I found I and I'm not even trying to be funny here. I found out about this bar mitzvah story because we were talking about my son's bar mitzvah, and I found out about his story, and I went home and I felt genuinely sad for him. Did you know that he didn't have his bar mitzvah until 15 because they didn't think he was man did. enough? Oh, you did know that. Okay. Yeah, I, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know the reason. That's not the reason, Danielle. That's, that's not the reason. That's absolute. Do you know? <laughs> See, that, she knows. <laughs> I didn't know that was the reason. I just knew it was delayed. I, I just thought it may have been like financial stuff. No, I know it's a big party. No, they said you're not a man yet. <laughs> Please. Now, Danielle, this, this, yeah, I know it's pathetic. I'm it's, sorry, it's Danielle. Uh, I, I don't want to change your opinion of Seth, whom I think you have a very uh, high regard for. Oh, you won't. Uh, yeah, and you, you won't. Yeah, good. That, that's good. Okay, uh, one other thing. I hear that your car got broken into. Yeah, on I, on Monday I came out to uh, kind of set everything up. I was getting re- I was had my son by myself in the morning for the first time in a while. My husband was at work, so I was just trying to kind of set everything up ahead of time. And I realized that he uh, that yeah, my car was broken into. Somebody opened the door and just I, it was my fault. I didn't lock the car. So we just yeah. it from ah the man, they say that. But you know what? Sometimes, and I'm assuming you're trying to wrestle your youngster out of the car. Plus, you've got your purse and a couple of other things, and it's just easy to forget at that at that point. Yeah, it was. And I mean, I, I had a lot of stuff going on the night before. So I typically lock it. Yes, buddy. I know. I typically lock it even if it's in my. <laughs> oh, he sounds adorable. I will uh, dump the pee. I will. Uh, well, well, listen, yeah, make sure you lock your car. You want you want to be safe. Nothing of value was taken. I, no, Mo, I do. I lock it even like if I'm in my, even if I'm in my garage, I lock it. My husband makes fun of me eternally because of how much and how um, crazy I am about locking it, but it's just that particular night I didn't, and I, I paid for it big time. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, I want you. I want you. And and what sets Beth's best quality? His best quality, because we've been investigating. Us. Did you know his middle name was Horace? No, it's Lee. Hey, did you like? No, he, he, your middle name is not Horace. No, whose uh, middle name is Horace? You 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 trolled me. Yeah, for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you jackass. No, middle name is Lee. How dare you lie to me? <laughs> Horace. <laughs> see, see, that's why nobody likes you. <laughs> Horace. <laughs> I'm, thanks for making me look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> that's not hard. No, Mo, I had no idea. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks, Danielle. Oh, uh, what was that best quality again? Yeah, besides being a lying <laughs> bastard, what's his other best quality? <laughs> I would say from working with Steph, Steph's best quality is he is extremely Extremely creative. Yes, yes, I would. Probably I, one of the most creative people I know. And hot. <laughs> I did not say that. Oh, we know you did, Danielle. Thanks for calling in. I know you've got a busy schedule, but we so appreciate it. It's weird what's happening in my car right now. You guys have a great day, okay? <laughs> All right, thanks, Danielle. Weirder in here. Bye. Bye. Sorry. Why would you lie to me? <laughs> Why would you believe that my middle name was Horace? Somebody's middle name has to be Horace. Not why, mine. Would it, why wouldn't it be Horace? <laughs> Not mine. So did you did you right on the fly decide to lie to me? Did you have any rationale behind it? No, there was none. I told Nikki when you left to go make your popcorn, I said, man, that was pretty good. I just pulled Horace out, and I barely hesitated, and Mo bought it. We'll be back. <laughs> What it do, my peeps? Welcome to the Drew Garabo Live Hit and Cut of the Day. Enjoy. Brenda, go ahead. You're on uh, Drew Garabo Live. 
Yes, I'm going to tell you. I love you, Mo, but you are wrong on the dog thing. My dogs are like my children. I had to put my dog to sleep two years ago, and I cry still to this day. I cried like a baby when I had to put my dog to sleep. When my daddy died, that's a different story. I never shed a tear, but then my dad was also a jerk. And it's all in how you are. I do not have kids. I've never wanted kids. My uh, but, dogs are my children. But, but Brenda, that's a that's a that's a good point, and that's germane to the conversation or the topic because it's only if you have children do you understand that losing a pet is not equivalent to losing a child. You would you have. Yes, it is. Uh, I think it is. My dog was smarter than most people's child that I put to sleep. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Okay. This dog. No, I, I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to argue with you, Brenda. But there are people that are like that. They. Uh, are just like I am with their animals and all. My dog went everywhere with me. What? He was a part of me. Okay. What type? And I, and I am sorry for your loss, and I'm not being facetious or disingenuous. What type of dog was it that was smarter than most people's kids, if you don't mind me asking? Well, what breed? She, was a mix, she was a mixed dog, but I think she had pit in her. And I have her paws tattooed on me. Aww. I have her name tattooed on me. And I wear her ashes around my neck. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'll give Brenda a prize. Can wait, we give her some wait, tickets? I love wait, Brenda. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You have your, you have her name tattooed on you. You have her paws tattooed on you. And you carry her ashes around in a vial around your neck? Sure do. Yeah, Brenda, I, I like had you. To have, listen, I had to have a hysterectomy, and I told the doctor, do not cut straight, because I did not want him to cut through her paw prints on my stomach. I told him to cut in a C if he had to. And the first thing they told me when I woke up out of surgery was they didn't have to cut through her, her feet print on my stomach. Well, you, <laughs> Brenda's great. What, kind, what do we have for, to give Brenda today yeah, for being the we, call of the day? We gotta, yeah, we're definitely going to give you some tickets. Can I ask how long you had this dog? I had her for, um, she was almost nine, but the neighbor, I had to put her to sleep because of the neighbor harassed my dogs through the fence with their chihuahua. Right. And she got hurt and got paralyzed halfway down her body. Okay. And I'm about to cry just talking about Brenda, it. Brenda, hold, hold, stay strong, Brenda. You've been through a lot. Yeah. Stay strong. Well, where do you live by chance? Just curious. You live out in the country? Pope County. Okay, all right. Just what, you want to know our middle name, too? <laughs> Let me conduct this interview. <laughs> no, so you will never know my middle name because I hate that. Okay. So you'll never know that. All right, well, well, and your dog's name again was? Dakota. Dakota. Dakota Blue. Dakota Blue. Brenda and Dakota Blue. That's a mini series. Don't this, be condescending. Listen, how dare you? I'm, I am empathetic to Brenda and Dakota look Blue. At, look at your smile. This is a, if, you really wanna, if you really want to know how crazy I am, when I put oh, the I other dog that I had to sleep with her, I went and got her a dog to keep her company after I put the other dog to sleep because she was lonely for not having a companion while I was oh, at work. Man. So wait, you had to put a dog to sleep so you got another dog to put to sleep too so that they would be together? Well, She's not to sleep, but she was she was lonely because she had companion while I was gone. So the dog, he was old, fifteen years old, and I had to put him down. And about a year and a half, she just was so lonely, and I finally broke and got a dog, and it was her dog. Well, Brenda, don't don't let anybody make fun of you ever. Okay, you're not you're not crazy. A lot of people are going to say that, especially after this call is done. But you're you're not crazy. Okay. I'm, I, I, I'm sorry, Brenda. I'm sorry. Seth was tickling me. I love you. Okay. Oh, I love you too, Mo. All right, bye.
Those are your people, Seth. Are they? <laughs> yes. Seems like one of your ladies. Although this, she, I, I love Brenda. I'm not going to make fun I of I appreciate her. the passion she has for her dogs. The ashes around the neck. I like it. Okay. She doesn't have kids. Okay. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.